0: With sound Whew, all right. What's up everyone? Welcome back to Watch With Sound. My name is Josh Landicho and with me is Carmela Ocampo. And on today's episode, we're doing the new David Cronenberg film Crimes of the Future, directed by David Cronenberg, obviously, starring Vigo Mortensen, Leah Sado, and Kristen Stewart, um, before we get into the actual film and everything about it, Carmela, do you want to give your expectations, your context, your preconceived notions on the film Crimes of the Future?
1: Crimes of the Future. Um, I was expecting a movie that was going to be very artsy, maybe a little pretentious, maybe... A little scary but most of all i was looking like forward to the body horror i think the most the story like i didn't really like follow it whatever it was going to be about from the trailer it was very vague which is fine i was like you know expecting something sort of like you know high art or whatever but in the form of like body horror and i feel like we kind of got that but we'll talk about it more later. So yeah, like I I wasn't insanely stoked for this movie. I was more probably like curious about it. I actually didn't even hear anything of it coming from Cannes. So I was kind of like I kind of noticed that. I was like, "Huh. Not much like buzz about it after like people saw it. It was a lot of buzz before people saw it." So yeah, that that that's interesting and I think it kind of makes sense after Uh, talking about our opinions of seeing this movie but yeah what about you
0: that's funny that one of your um, expectations for it to be like pretentious (laughs) is kind (laughs) of funny because like it's kind of like an art housey film so like I think like I also was expecting that but it's (laughs) just funny to like hear that word perfectly describe what I was expecting but for me like I was definitely expecting some sort of like crazy body horror like I know like there's been like many accounts of like people leaving the theater in the middle of crimes of the future because of whatever, whatever, or like how sort of hyped that up or hype up a body horror film. Like people left the film and it was so gross to them that they didn't want to, blah, blah, blah. That's what I was expecting. I was expecting to like be like totally grossed out. We recently watched like Titan, and I feel like I was gonna kind of getting ready for that, you know, how Titan yeah, was, yeah. and like, how that movie sort of had the body horror of that, but like. I was expecting something crazy because it's David Cronenberg. We just had to watch *The Fly*, so I'm like, okay, I kind of understand like where his headspace is. Um, and I was I was decently excited just because like I was I feel like I haven't watched a good horror film in a minute. I think the last one was probably like *X* or something. I couldn't remember what the last movie was that was really good horror wise. So when *Crimes of the Future* came around, I was like, oh yeah, let's get it. I'm I'm excited. I'm ready to like cringe. I'm ready to be like scared of you know, body dysmorphia or whatever body, like, alteration that may be. Um, <laughs> but I am just ready for, like, ready for that kind of film. But yeah, before we get into the actual meat and potatoes of the film, this is your warning. This is a spoiler alert. If you haven't watched the film yet, go ahead and watch it and come back and listen to this episode. If you want to spoil it for yourself for the reason, go right ahead. But Carmelo, with that, do you want to give a little plot summary of the film... Crimes of the future.
1: Humans adapt to a synthetic environment with new transformations and mutations. With his partner Caprice, Saul Tenser, celebrity performance artist, publicly showcases the metamorphosis of his organs in avant-garde performances.
0: Whoa, no, not avant-garde. My (laughs) worst nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess with that, Carmela, do you want to give your actual feelings of the film and how you felt after watching it
1: uh yeah I okay so I thought this movie was fine I overall enjoyed like all the performances especially Kristen Stewart's but yeah I think for the most part the pacing was like pretty off I think and I think my main problem with this movie was how it's messaging was very like convoluted, and it definitely got lost um, within all of the other things it was trying to say, I think. It was very unfocused. It was like, I don't know, it felt like I was kind of just sitting there, like, I almost zoned out one like, like for a good portion of the movie, to be honest, Um, and not because it was boring. It was because it wasn't keeping, I don't think, keeping the audience engaged enough with the story. Um, And that has a lot to do, of course, with the pacing and the writing. But yeah, I think overall, like, I don't regret watching it or anything. I think it was an interesting, like, uh, world, to say the least, to, like, explore. And I kind of wish he, uh, Cronenberg, did a little more world building. Yeah, like, I, I think there just needed to be a little more with this movie. And at the same time a little less which is weird to say um but we'll get into like why it felt like those two different things um but yeah what about you
0: um yeah I feel like kind of the same way it was very much a movie where like I sat through and watched it like it was a movie like it it was (laughs) fine like I guess I kind of like I didn't I don't want to say like I overhyped myself but like I was expecting a lot more like really a lot more but like you like I was kind of zoning out too like I kind of like really had to like keep myself in track to pay attention and of course that's not because it's like boring or anything but like a lot of the dialogue a lot of the subject matter a lot of the things that like they focused on were like kind of like small potatoes in my eyes like they're talking about like the political aspect of having a new body which is kind of weird like why would we need to care about like the politics of this and stuff like that which I guess I understood at the end, but it's still very, it was still very small in me, like to me, like, comparatively, like, to all the other storylines they had going on, all the o- other interesting things that were happening, I felt like they kind of shined focus to the wrong things, and like you said, like, the pacing and the writing were kind of off as regards to, like, keeping the audience, and especially me entertained and, like, focused. It was something that, like, I, like, was just watching and trying to get through, and I was, like, of course expecting some sort of like crazy body, body horror, some of like body alterations or like that, which I kind of got, but it was like still very mild compared to like, you know, David Cronenberg's reputation, um, the reputation of this movie, people walking out in the middle of it, like it had this sort of like reputation of being really gross and like i thought i was gonna see something like very very gross and not only for me like cringe or whatever like that and it's not that i like doing that it's just like i was expecting it because you know it's like a body horror film you expect that to happen but yeah there was a lot of things going around there's a lot of like characters too that you kind of had to keep track of that really didn't have that big of a backstory I saw um Tenser eat breakfast uh every every so <laughs> often and he really couldn't he was just like kind of waving in his chair which was kind of fun. Um I Don't did like a, the sh- I, I liked every th- yeah <laughs> Apart from like <laughs> and, like trying to like swallow the food. I definitely loved like the set design and and the things that like made this a different world was like obviously like the organ stuff, the tattoo machine like the chair he sat in to make or to try and eat like the mri or like the the scans or whatever they did like all that stuff was really cool like even his house felt like some sort of weird set piece like it seemed like he lived like on this like weird island and in, in this empty home but obviously the home was like filled with a lot of things and it was it had this amazing view and everything like that but it, it that's like the main part that i liked the most because it felt very alien to me very h.r H. R. geiger which is fun but i think for the rest of the the movie the story um the subject matter the topics that they try to address it was a lot and also kind of a little like they kind of touched upon it really quickly moved on touched on it really quickly moved on it was never flushed out as much as it should be which kind of like deteriorates obviously the attention span of myself and us being invested in this movie but yeah, do you want to expand more on like sort of the topics or things that kind of bothered you as regards to like how it didn't really leave you invested
1: yeah so like like the first it was so weird the first half or the first and second act of this movie like are very very like heavily focused on like you know this commentary on like performance art and like the body and like sex and like You know, that, like, all of those things, and I think it was, like, going somewhere by the time it, like, switched gears all of a sudden, and then when it did, you're, like, so confused, because you're like, wait, this is about the environment? Like, hold on, like... Oh, okay. What about all the body sex stuff? You're like, what? Yeah. Um, like,
0: not to mention, too, when they switched gears, they like switched into like a whole new transmission or like a whole new car. Cause it's like, oh, yeah, we're, <laughs> he's a performance artist. And then, like, the next scene, we find out he's like an undercover cop or something. Oh, my like, God. Yeah, like, though, like, I laughed out loud. I'm still, trying to, <laughs> I'm still trying to grasp the fact that he's a performance artist. Like, what's happening here where he's like meeting with this undercover, like, this cop that's like in like whatever body defense unit he's in (laughs) some sort of fbi or whatever
1: exactly like and the disappointing thing about that like whole plot line was that it didn't really amount to anything like it wasn't like oh he's secretly an undercover cop and caprice finds out and he that's a betrayal somehow like no there were no consequences or any stakes involved with him being an undercover cop it was just randomly like assigned to him and he just like met up with this dude every other night and then this dude is like like uh, sorry okay i'm gonna go off track for a second like the the entire like the the way the cop was like acting was so weirdly like nonchalant and like not authoritative at all and I, it was so bizarre like he's just like Oh, hey, like, what you got for me? (laughs) It's like, okay. (laughs) And then Vigo is like, just like squatting in like the middle of like a shipwreck bay. And it's, it was so comical. Like, it shouldn't have been. It was very comical, though. I was just like, why am I, Shane and I were like laughing out loud in the theater. And I'm like, I don't think we're supposed to be laughing right now. (laughs) Like, it was so bizarre. But did you have a moment like that where you were like, this is kind of funny and awkward and like I don't think it should be
0: yeah I, th- I did because like uh, like I like I said I like the sort of breakfast chair but just watching that in motion was like what, is, what? <laughs> like I was just like huh? like what like because it obviously it wasn't like explained to me yet so when I first saw that I kind of chuckled because it's like he's like waving around in this like bone chair I'm just like what's, what's that <laughs> what is, what's happening here <laughs> like they kind of like threw it on like kind of like really quick and to your point with him like meeting up with the cop and being like so what you got for me he like the the cop was very classic like 80s 90s like ignorant cop of him like i don't get these body just like these body morpher people like what are they doing or like well they're trying to eat plastic that's not a good diet <laughs> <They're trying laughs> yeah to, like, they're, really yeah it's like cheesy yeah, and they're very ignorant to, like, the topic at hand, which is, like, the whole movie. And they kind of don't understand, like, oh, why would you do that? Why would you do this? Like, why Why is he doing that? Why is he doing that? Um, keep an eye on him for me. It was, like, this weird, like... I don't know. It was this weird, like, disconnect because, like, you have this very serious film and, and all these crazy set pieces and performance artists that take their job seriously and then you get to, like, this almost buddy cop-like figure coming in, <laughs> like, what you got for me? Like, well, what's happening now? And, like it was just kind of weird just to see that happen and then see that it kind of really didn't amount to anything as regards to the story it was it was really off-putting in that case
1: yeah no that's exactly it like the it's like a weird tonal like dissonance like this movie was so self-serious with like its subject matter and like all of the set pieces and stuff and then just like the way this investigation was portrayed was just so weirdly comical. It's, I just, like, could not get over how, like, funny it was. I was like, what is going on? And also, not to mention, the random ass assassinations that, like, just, like, happened because of it. I was like, okay, so you know how they assassinate the dad or the leader of the not cult the leader of the plastic of the eating purple people. food
0: yeah the, the purple the chocolate perp- bars
1: yeah so they like drill his head or whatever and then he rolls down the stairs and then there's just like a shot of his head in frame and then all of a sudden you just see two feet just like kicking the shit out of his head <laughs> and it goes on for like five seconds too long and it was so funny because they just like just started kicking the shit out of his head that they just like drilled and i was like what the fuck is happening why is this
0: hilarious surprise of how much you you laugh at this movie i didn't realize that you, you actually like started cracking up at certain parts
1: because it was so ridiculous i was like what the f- Like, they had just, like, kicked his head, like, a little too many times, you know? It just, like, kept going, and I was like, what the fuck?
0: <laughs> oh, man, that's so funny. And then, like, I don't know, because, like, we have this very much, like- I was very set on, you know, the performance art kind of thing that these- They're this duo that tattoos organs or- or whatever the case may be, and they have this technology that's not widely available to anyone- and then they have like you know your maintenance it people that come to your house and that's that and then all of these other things came up like tensor being undercover cop the pageant of like the organs or whatever with oh the registry God, dude, so weird along with like kristen stewart's character and then you have like the weird other performance artist that he talks to with like you know with all the during the the ear scene where the guy has all his ears there And then like you said too, like you have these like crazy assassinations and like just people dying from like someone's hand and murdered randomly. Like a lot of those storylines were opened up so quickly and so much of it like kind of left open-ended and that's sort of where like... I wanted to know more about whatever it may be. Like, if it was about, like, the pageant, I want to learn more about that when I want to see the pageant. If he is an undercover cop, like, what else has he done? What else has he, you know, like, found out being undercover? Who was that mysterious lady? Is she also, like, a performance artist? Is she trying to help Tensor in any way? Or, like, why was that conversation necessary? Why did Leah Sado get, like, her forehead, like, bulbous forehead, whatever that was? Um, and how did she feel about, like performance art and how it's getting to her and and getting to you know people's images because it at the same time like just watching this film you you try and get these subtle hints of like if they're insecure about their bodies if they're insecure about how they look and that's why like surgery is the new sex quote-unquote or that's why like surgery is such a big part of this film because of things like the the whole trend with plastic surgery opening the art like the organs and opening the body like they, it feels like there's some sort of connection with the insecurity of, of people's bodies and especially now with like the ra- raising cases of body dysmorphia and the insecurity with people's bodies getting plastic surgery like I it, I kind of picked up on something that maybe wasn't actually there mm-hmm. but for me it felt like the, the also the trend now or the society we live in now that is very openly doing plastic surgery and, and how people look down upon that or praise it in any matter I was sort of picking stuff on that and there's just so many things that like I wanted to focus on but I couldn't because I'm like trying to focus on this kid eating the trash bin and then he (laughs) all of a sudden like gets smothered by his mother who's like not in jail it's like I don't know there's a lot of things going on in in the case of like things that are actually interesting like all these like topics are kind of interesting but it was never flushed out for me to be invested or even understand like what the point of these topics were to be brought up
1: yeah great explanation of like basically the main problem with the movie like i thought that opening was amazing you know i was like wow this movie opens up with child murder like holy shit the bar is set pretty high like i was ready <laughs> for
0: <laughs> carmela's bar is set at child murder Everyone read
1: <laughs> The bar is high um, at child murder. But yeah, I was like, wow, that's that's pretty shocking. Like I'm like interested in seeing where this goes. Like it sets up like this mystery. I liked how it went right into like introducing Beagle Mortensen and Caprice. And then it was weird because then from there it kind of like goes into such a different storyline that I completely forgot about the plastic-eating child that was murdered in the beginning until they, like, brought it back around, and I was like, oh, okay, (laughs) like, oh, yeah, like, I remember that happened. And then to your point about how, yeah, they kind of touched upon all of these, like, interesting topics, but never really, like, dive deep into any of them enough for you to, like, really get anything about it i thought the world like that i think that's a great segue into like the world building in terms of like this is a world supposedly where people have evolved to not feel pain anymore and that's why they cut themselves and each other for pleasure and that's where like that whole messaging of like oh yeah surgery is the new sex like surgery watching um this like performance art and watching the surgery is essentially like having sex or like watching people have sex and it's like yeah that's really interesting that that concept's like oh people don't feel pain anymore so they resorted to like ways of pleasure and like like they're so desperate to feel something and I love the way the world felt so alien and cold and I like how weird everyone was to begin with it like matched every all of those like the way people acted and the world around them, like, definitely matched, like, this world that Cronenberg was, like, on his way to building. He just, like, took a bunch of, like, wrong turns, like, along the way, and I'm like, man, you set up, you made this really, like, you set up this pretty great road, but it just, like, led down the wrong path. (laughs) Like, I, I don't know, like, I was very disappointed that it took so many turns into, like, nowhere basically and then by the end i didn't really like gain anything from the movie in terms of like any messaging or any like epiphanies but the way people were speaking about like these new ideas like and filling the body with meaning was so it it was amazing to watch i just wish i had an emotion to attach to it which is very sad to say
0: yeah like a hundred percent like the world building itself was something that was very fantastic and and something that was so interesting and like i wanted to know more about it because it was almost like this halfway dystopia like world like you have these performance artists like doing these performances in these like warehouses you have people in the corner being sketchy and kind of cutting themselves or or you know dismantling their body in a way that lets them feel pleasure and in a world of, like, people that use that sort of pain as pleasure and using their bodies for that sort of pleasure because of the absence of pain during that time is a is a very interesting subject. Because, like, obviously, like, there's a lot of things that go into that that try and make it make sense for the world. Or, like, that there's a lot of questions that need to be answered as regards, like, okay, how did that happen? Like, what is the government doing about it? What is, you know, these people trying to do to change their body, to change their way of life? And those questions, for the most part, weren't really answered. They, they were just left there. And then you have all these like other other pathways, like you said, like turning into these different directions. And we have all these new paths created, and we have to, we can't even choose one. We gotta like go on all at once because we need to figure out, you know, the questions that we want answered. And just to speak more on the world building, like like I said, like the H.R. Geiger effect of like how the autopsy table looked, the chair looked, and having these, you know, these sketchy people that are eating this, like, purple candy bar, which I was kind of, like, into, too. Like, what is that? One, that's so weird that, like, this guy died from it. Two, it does look kind of good. I kind of want to try it because, <laughs> like, a purple candy bar. It could be, like, Ube Taro candy bar, which sounds kind of good. And it just looked good. I don't know. The weird, it just looked really good. Like, <laughs> oh the smooth, smooth beveled surfaces. Like, it, it was something that I was into. It was like, all right, let's see what's this purple thing going to do. Like, is it going to kill Tensor or whatever? And then the, I, the whole concept of Tensor being this person that, like, is constantly evolving in his body creating these new organs and then like uh leah Sado using those organs as art and tattooing that flesh and creating this weird like symbiotic relationship with them two that you don't really that you're kind of unsure if they're actually in love or if they're just like using each other for performance art and then lastly you have like the two groups of people that like are policing this sort of evolution of plastic eaters and and using that substance or substance like help them cure whatever body problems they may have and then you have those people that like sort of believe in it sort of having like these this two side of the coin in that world of like anti-evolving versus like pro evolving and that was also something that like was interesting but also something that like in my head was like that's kind of weirdly political (laughs) like it's weird that they have these sort of politics in here But if they were able to like flush that topic out even more, it'd be interesting to me because like obviously like when I watch a movie, I don't want it to be really like political in their world as regards to like pro-evolving, anti-evolving because that's just sort of like a weird topic to like have a conversation on. And like, again, that would also bring up other connotations of what they're trying to say in the real world. But if they had some sort of, like, connection with the evolving aspect of it, connection to the their world and to, like, how the people operate in that world, it would have been a lot more interesting. And the, and I think the the main thing here is that, like, we're just trying to figure out, like, what's the main subject here? What is something that we're trying to, like, actually follow and invest in other than, like, seeing this guy try to eat his breakfast? Like, what is <laughs> what is the emotional investment here apart from, like you know him trying to involve his body trying to figure out like what organs he's growing or whatever it was just really all over the place and I think like another thing they could have fleshed out and like what I kind of liked about this movie as well is like the two like register characters Kristen Stewart and then the guy I especially loved Kristen Stewart just because like she was especially creepy and awkward in this movie and like (laughs) she did such a fantastic job of being that character of being like super weird like (laughs) she like knew how to like make like have her hands move a certain way talk a certain way and like react to like tense her in a certain way like it was just sort of fun and funny as well to see her react and sort of like a sort of be a human in this world that like makes me feel comfortable along with the guy too he kind of really didn't understand him as regards like what he is actually liking or fiending for it just I think those two characters, too, could have been a really big shining point for this film and could have been used as part of a better role in this film. I know, like, Kristen Stewart had, like, her time of being, like, the other undercover person. But again, like, even Sophia missed that that part because, like, so much is going happening that they didn't even notice that, like, Kristen Stewart was one that, like, did the tattoos and this boy first put it back in and then it's revealed on, you know, the, the cutting room floor, as you will
1: yeah wow it was a lot of different things that like I do not blame Sophia for missing that because it was so like it was such a big moment that amounted to like what nothing <laughs> like I don't know it was so weird like how it was so hyped up. You know, Leia Seydoux had this, like, epic monologue about, like, the heart of darkness and filling the body with meaning. And then, you know, they, she opens it up and then it, everyone's like, oh my gosh, tattoos! And then... <laughs> 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 really corny tattoos! I know, right? The skull on, like, the organ. I was like, okay. Yeah, it was, like, very underwhelming, like... The way like that sort of wrapped up, and then like the way like the movie overall like wrapped up too was very like underwhelming and underdeveloped and underbaked. Yeah, like to the point of like having like a this weird political side to the story. Like I think there was probably a way to not make it super political, but still talk about like evolution and how people some people reject it, some people like are embracing it because i feel like you know that's like essentially not essentially but i think there's an aspect of movies like you know blade runner that kind of tap into that where like you know there's robots and there's humans and then there's robots who are developing like intelligence and sentience and feelings and then there's you know humans who are like hunting those robots down and like Shutting them down and like rejecting like, oh, a robot can't be human, a robot can't have feelings. Like this is like a similar thing where it's like, oh yeah, people can't evolve into like weird this weird creature that is able to eat plastic. humans are humans, like humans eat food in breakfast chairs and start gagging every time they do. And like, so yeah, I think there was definitely a way to like totally touch upon those uh, interesting topic and not make it like insanely political but then again like you said like it diverted into like so many different ways and so many different topics that it just ended up becoming this like piece of nothing which is very ironic with like how much it had to offer but i i, I don't want to keep shitting on this movie so i'm going to ask you something a little more lighthearted i guess like in this movie like i definitely want to know like what was your favorite piece of tech and who was, like, your favorite side character, I guess?
0: Oh, interesting question. Yeah, you really put, you know, their guts out on the floor, you know? <laughs> you really ripped their heart out, you know? <laughs> you really hit <laughs> 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 But apart from that, serious note, Um, <laughs> my favorite piece of tech in the movie was definitely the autopsy table. Again, something that was so vague and so, like so interesting because like obviously like you want to know about the the technology in this new world and like how they used it for like sex at one point how they used it for the kid and how like those two girls were so infatuated with the with the technology and the thing that they had like i wish that was something that like was expanded on as well but yeah, we'll, we'll try and avoid that subject, but it's just cool because like that the way that it was controlled was like this weird brain thing that like was kind of gross yeah. but kind of cool. It had like Simon Says buttons on it, like <laughs> a red, blue, yellow, green, and they like it's doing like some sort of cheat code on it. I was like, oh,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> you like bop it like they had those like yeah. it was, like red, blue, green, and yellow. <laughs> but it was just cool, like the way that it's operated, the controller, the way it looked like a brain of some sort. And even the fact, too, that it had that reputation of being this, like, crazy vintage technology that no one had in their home, like, it was just so interesting to see that and how people reacted to it and how they actually used it, especially when it came to, like, the surgeries or, like, just the knives cutting their skin, which is kind of crazy, like, the fact that, like, that was sort of the way they had sex was, like, them, like, cutting their skin or, like, just inflicting pain somehow in their body Especially like it being robotic and almost automatic for that like chair to know where to cut, or like for that chair to know where like the I guess the pleasure is in that matter. But yeah, that whole like bed thing was really cool. I also really liked obviously the chair, even though it was somewhat comedic. I just loved how it looked. It looked like something from like like a Halloween store, but like <laughs> an expensive item from the Halloween store, and like the way that it sort of moved and looked like it was really cool. Like I thought it was very creative as regards to like. I just, like how it was designed and how like david Cronenberg was able to, to envision it i really like that too but how about you how about your favorite piece of tech in this crazy plastic eating world <laughs> uh
1: my favorite was the autopsy table but i'll choose a different one i like the bed i think i think that i'd choose that as my second favorite i loved like i really liked the intro like the way they introduced the bed like the opening that opening scene and I like how it's, like, this, it's, like, weirdly, like, biological. It looks like skin that's, like, pieces of skin that's, like, attaching to, like, your hands and your feet. And because the, there's, like, wrinkles and grooves of, like, it's, like, veiny, too. It was really weird. It was um,
0: pretty gross, honestly, pretty gross. Yeah,
1: it was, like, pretty gross. And it was, like, interesting to me that the all the tech had, like, software, like, that needed to be updated My only wish with the tech was, like, seeing some UI or, like, some type of, like, screen or something like that. But I kind of get why he or Cronenberg um, omitted that. I think he wanted to keep it, like, very, like, like, to the body, like, very natural, like, no, like, visible, like, modern tech kind of thing. But yeah i thought the bed was like very cool it looked like it was floating and it was oh, it, yeah. it made it like, like weird ass sounds too like like it was alive <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> i hated that i hated that like it made sounds and it made Tenser <laughs> have sounds too. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Like these weird sounds as he was sleeping and like these yeah. like fleshy things like moving around and like also making like <laughs> those weird like yeah. weird like squishy sounds too. I was like, oh my god, I don't, <laughs> I don't know about this. I don't know if, if it's helping you or not. <laughs> you're kind of like pain. I know. Like, like you're
1: still in pain. Well, he he's supposedly I think the only other person who can feel pain in this world or something like that and that's why he's like always uncomfortable always coughing always gagging and like um and then the breakfast chair i i do agree i really like the way it looked it was like made of it was just like bone it looked like like the joints or like the place where you like sit the seat looked like your hip your hip bones which was like cool because you're like oh it's like a chair made of made of you like your skeletal like freaking framework yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love the design of all the tech like being very biological like it's in the image of like humans it's in the image of like you know the body and organs and bones and all that stuff i thought it was very cool
0: yeah like because it felt like It came out like an Aliens film, like the autopsy autopsy table, the the chair. It seemed like something that came from like that sort of sci-fi movie. And speaking of other movies, (laughs) how did you feel about all the body horror compared to The Fly, compared to like whatever movies we've seen that has body horror in it? How do you feel about, you know, David Cronenberg being like the godfather of body horror? How do you feel about, you know, how that was portrayed in this film?
1: Okay, so... This movie was interesting because I, like, all of the parts where they were, like, being stabbed by the autopsy table and, like, having surgery and seeing random people cut themselves and cut other people, I didn't feel anything. Like, I wasn't scared. I wasn't grossed out. But the thing is, like, it didn't look insanely artificial or anything. It still looked pretty real but like to me i didn't like feel anything like seeing it but the only times i did feel something was when something like more i guess painful was happening to someone which was when the two girls started drilling that guy's head i felt that i was like whoa like i was taken aback and the beginning where the boy was chewing on plastic and literally like chewing on it and you can hear the crunching and he started foaming at the mouth and I was like, oh god. So it's weird how I started feeling something from the only two times it looked a little and like sounded a little painful, but the other times where it was meant to be pleasurable, I didn't feel anything. So I'm, ask- I'm wondering like if you had a similar experience. I kind of did. I
0: Like, I kind of agree with you. I don't know if, like, it's because we're, like, you know, desensitized to that stuff, <laughs> watching all the films we've watched, especially, like, things that had to do with body horror. We kind of, like, have a better tolerance for that stuff, maybe. But, yeah, even, like, when they did close-ups of, like, they're plugging into the body or, or their close-ups of, like, the ear guy, I really didn't get that much, like, grossed out or cringy because, like, I just kind of watched it and, like, oh, yeah, that's crazy. Ew. Like you know as a whole Oh gross.
1: yeah. Oh like,
0: no. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's so gross. And yeah, I I like I did have some sort of reaction when um the guy's head got drilled just cuz I feel like I don't know like that's not easy to imagine but more or less like realistically easier to f- like feel and like to visualize in your head how that would feel, you know? Like when he started getting drilled his like head started vibrating I was like oh my god, oh my like it I'm having a headache now because I don't know. It's <laughs> like it felt like it felt like I was also getting drilled in the head too in some weird way, and I had more of a a reaction to that than than like the ear guy or whatever or Leah Sado getting her like forehead cut up and then kind of the kid too. I felt more of something um, when the kid was eating plastic. As regards to, like all the gross stuff that we're supposed to react to i felt like yeah the crunch was definitely something that like yeah. really was like oh that's kind of gross what are you eating and like the weird like foamy stuff coming out of his mouth that was kind of weird also very badly um effect like very badly edited i feel like when you saw the foam it was just so obviously not there yeah um but yeah the crunching and then also too like I guess in my head, too, I was able to visualize how that would, like, taste or, like, Mm -hmm. the texture of it or, like, why that it sounds like that. Like, I have a very perfect image of, like, one, why it sounds like that and, two, how it would feel in my mouth. (laughs) You know, like, I feel like the relatability of that part of those parts were, like, something that, like, I had more reaction to than, like, all the other body gore horror stuff that was happening in the movie.
1: Yeah, it's a weird observation because, I I mean, like, I guess it makes sense because we can, like realistically relate to those moments where it's like oh like you know you can more imagine it rather than like oh yeah getting cut up stabbed like little by little and then the characters are just like ah oh, yeah more <laughs> like <laughs> ooh ah yeah ooh ow
0: <laughs> but it's just weird cuz like i feel like we've watched a lot of you know like other body horror films possessor the fly Titan and we have all these like very obvious like reactions to it, even when they're not relatable. Like obviously Titan, like what happens in that film can't happen to any of us. (laughs) I don't think. I don't know if Titan has got there yet. But in those scenes, I was very like, oh no, don't do it. Like I was very like cringing at that stuff. Apart from like something that was meant for you to be like very like horrified by it i feel like this movie was like made for that but i don't know like why do you think that we why do you think we didn't have that emotions do you think we're like heartless or do you think we're like just over at this point like why do you think like the body horror didn't affect us as much as like other films
1: i definitely think there's a connection to like the association of what we were seeing with like pain or pleasure or whatever something in between because like you know like titan like all of the things we saw were like associated with pain. Like there was nothing pleasurable about that movie. Oh, actually there was something pleasurable happening in that movie with the car. But <laughs> any
0: <laughs> But <Badoom-ts. laughs> um
1: you know, I I don't think it's a coincidence that we're both like we both had a reaction to the scenes where it could be like, you know, painful. It's painful. Like that looks like it hurts. So that looks like it feels like it hurts or and then the other scenes where it's supposedly like making these people feel good. There's like a weird like disconnect. We're not like shocked. We're not like feeling anything. We're just kind of like spectating. We're like just seeing this. We're like, oh, okay. Like we're supposed to connect like the emotions the characters are feeling with what's happening to their bodies, but we can't. We can't feel that because we're not evolving into plastic eating people, you know? Like, like. <laughs> <laughs> like
0: i don't know microplastics so <laughs> i feel like we've been consuming a lot of it i don't know about you
1: that's true those those uh, chocolate bars looked really good to you in an unnatural way <laughs> <laughs> look too good to you
0: <laughs> i know i was like hmm should i eat some plastic right now <laughs> but yeah before we get into the final question um i want to get into i think we have a lot to say for this part the rewriters corner for crimes of the future Carmella do you have any ideas or anything you want to rewrite about the film, or make it stronger, make it weaker, or any, <laughs> make it weaker. or any parts that you want to like emphasize or like uh, expand on, especially with this film?
1: Wow, this is this is this is hard, honestly, because because <laughs> there's so many different ways it could have gone. Uh, okay, I guess I'm trying. Let me think really fast. Like I don't really know what way I would have liked it to go, but. I like the idea of having like this mystery at the center of the movie. You know, like I like how it opens with like a murder, and I I like how there's like some mysterious like secret like organization involved like behind the shadows, and then in the midst of all this, there, it, you're you know there's like this this strange new world like where people's bodies are different, people behave differently. I wish the, like, I wouldn't change the opening, but I wish the next scene or something was, like, introducing the cop guy, and he comes up to the crime scene. He's, like, you know, investigating. He's, like, you know, classic crime scene. Great intro into the weird cold world. Great intro to the weird cop. (laughs) Like, he could be talking in a weird way. He could be, like, could be introducing, like, this secret group again. Maybe he's, like, oh, like... I wonder if these people are involved, and you're like, okay, so there's a secret group, and then you go into Vigo Mortensen and Caprice introduce their characters, and then somehow in the middle, like they like clash, like those two things clash. Vigo Mortensen is not an undercover cop, please, he's not an undercover cop, until plot twist, he is asked to be an inside man because because. I would keep the guy like whose son died, like I would keep him wanting to have this like weird performance or show about his son. But Vigo Mortensen is pulled in by the cops to be like, okay, you're our inside man, you're gonna go investigate this guy, and he'll be like, What for? But in the meantime <laughs> But what the cops don't know is that Vigo Mortensen is also transforming into a plastic eater. So I wish his struggle was also like more evident throughout the movie where he's like like you know every time he tries to eat he's like fucking choking right like he's like <laughs> obviously choking and i wish like throughout the movie he's like try he's like starts to eat like different shit like he picks up like a cup and just like fucking chomps on that shit He starts bleeding but then he likes it and he's like oh this is yummy and then like he starts eating like the (laughs) surgical tools he starts eating his bed or something and he's like oh my god this is the only thing i can eat and then caprice is like what the fuck are you doing this is our equipment (laughs) and then he's like babe i'm dying i'm starving i can't eat anything and then caprice is like i get it let me tattoo your insides (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i get it let me take your organs um but anyways like i think you get the point what i'm trying to say in which i i think i would have focused on this like murder mystery detective story tied in the secret group vigo mortensen's like character arc is still evolving along with his body by the end, he turns on the cop and he's like, "No, I'm turning into plastic, too." And then, <laughs> you know, some th- I am plastic now. I am plastic. Um, I
0: am plastic. Snaps his fingers and everyone disappears. Zooms
1: in, starts sobs at the camera, and then that's how it ends. <laughs> he, no, he takes a bite of the chocolate bar and he starts sobbing, and then it ends. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's actually a pretty good story. I actually also I like now that you mentioned it, I actually did like the ending a lot. Me too. Just the way it looked right? and the way it was it had some it had like emotion to it. You know, That's, like yeah, I feel like we're missing that in the movie. But when we saw that, like him crying, like the way it looked on the like on the video screen, it was really sick. I liked that part, but it, there was like not as much impact because you know the rest of the movie really didn't didn't mean on anything. That. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was a pretty good story because I feel like it really focuses on one (laughs) storyline we have investment we have this dude going crazy eating everything and he can't do that you know you can't eat your stuff you paid for that you can't exactly you You gotta get updates, software exactly (laughs) it makes a lot more sense for him to like eat other things apart from like the food he's choking on and (laughs) not having fun with apart from us just watching him do the same thing and we already know what's gonna happen he's gonna spit it out or like be uncomfortable or whatever It was just fun, like kind of thinking about him just eating random stuff um, (laughs) and trying to figure out what works for him, what doesn't work for him, and then have that conflict of like, no, I'm not gonna be the undercover coffee because I like the plastic. No, that was a really good story. I think. Thank you. Thank um, you. It was really good. I think that's something that like. I could comment on as well as, as regards to my rewriters corner is this definitely hunkered down on one story, right? Like I get that, like this world is very big, very expansive. There's a lot of things that could come out of this like infinitely, especially when you're as talented as, you know, the, the writers in this film and David Cronenberg, like you obviously have a lot on your mind. <laughs> you guys have a lot of things <laughs> to work with, about <laughs> but I understand that. <laughs> yeah. You guys are like, kind of like, you know, juggling and trying to figure out which ones to focus on. But for me, for in any case, for any sort of rewrite, is definitely focus on one subject. I think that was, if you guys listened to the episode, that was like our main, biggest gripe is us like they took like so many turns that we don't know where they're going, and like we said too, like like what you mentioned earlier about like how Blade Runner was able to sort of have those two sides, like political sides, in the film without it spilling over to the real world and making it complicated in that nature. I thought that was really smart like the replicants versus the humans and then for this one it's like the evolutionists versus anti-evolutionists um and that sort of conflict between like is artificial you know artificially changing your body to eat plastic the right way is cutting down our carbon footprint by eating it the right answer for that is that something that like people should expand on is that something that people should get with and it becomes this conflict between the two especially someone like um who is you know choking and like (laughs) not enjoying his food whatsoever finds the solution with this purple candy bar and realizes like oh my god like i've been missing this my whole life why aren't people doing this or like why aren't people having this option to and sort of having that sort of conflict with it or even having like the whole idea of like these weird that still having those two groups but having secret agents on both sides you know like the evolutionists you know, are making this, like, sketchy purple purple candy bar that kills people. Um, And then, like, the anti-evolutionists have those two girls that were secret agents that, like, kill the evolutionist side. And, like, it becomes that sort of war and sort of trying to figure out, like, what's happening between those two people. It'd be cool to have almost, like, a scene where either those two girls or someone else, like there's a test for them to figure out, like, oh, are you guys actually evolutionists or not? Ooh. And that could also dig into more of the body who are asked of it because, like, maybe the sign for them to figure out if they are is, like, in their organs. Like, obviously, like, the organs need to process plastic a certain way. So they have to, like, go under the table and, like, to prove if they're actually evolutionists or traitors or, like, stitches or whatever. And then, like, it'd be kind of, kind of cool but kind of funny if, like, they did that, right, to, like, one of the undercover, like, ladies they cut them open and then like she freaks out cause like she already knows she's caught and she already knows that like that's, they're not going to find anything there. So she's like jumps off the table, organs like falling oh. out and, stuff, and like, she's like trying to figure out how to escape. That'd be so sick. Like just to have like organs cool, falling. She's like trying to carry them. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. But yeah, I think like that'd be so, like a fun story as well. Even if we want Tenzer to be an undercover cop, like we should try to flush that out. That could be a conflict between him and Leah. Like, um Leia, because like she didn't know, and she may be a side that he's apart, like apart from, and they have this like lovers' quarrel of like I'm an evolutionist, I'm not an evolutionist. It's natural to do that. It's natural to do that. What about like all the surgeries you've done and stuff like that? Well, did that not mean anything to you? Oh, well, they're all man-made <laughs> or that whatever. Like it becomes they're all like I cut <laughs> you open. Did that <laughs> not mean anything to you? <laughs> I know. I, I tattooed your organs. Did that mean nothing to you? Even sort of having that sort of conflict between the two. Because for the most part, Tenzer and Leah both don't really have any conflict, right? Like, they kind of, like, yeah. are vehicles for us to move along, like, the the movie. And not to mention, too, they, they're viewed as gods because they're, they're these, like, amazing performance artists. So it's like, they really didn't have any conflicts. It was just people coming up to them with their conflict and trying to figure out if they have a solution for them. Like, oh, what can I do about this? Um, can you autopsy my son? Can you do this? Can you do that? They really didn't have any more, any conflict for, apart from that. And just like as a as a, a put in there too, I really want like Kristen Stewart's character be flushed out and the other guys. Just because I like those two characters, they're yeah. very weird, very awkward, very suspicious in any capacity. So like, I feel like they could have been you know used in a proper way. But yeah, like for the most part, just the main thing that like I think we both agree on is to hunker down on one story because i feel like you they try to juggle so much into this movie that like they really didn't know what they were gonna do but with that how do you feel how do you feel about my you know my <laughs> stories my lover's quarrels you know what do you think how do you think i did you know what do you, <laughs> I do you think, think about you did.
1: um i thought you did great i like that you offered very specific scenes and scenarios um i like that we pretty much like Ignore the entire commentary about like sex and like surgery <laughs> and physical pleasure and pain and it's interesting how we both pretty much like chose like the same topic to focus on like i, I was gonna ask you like um before you were gonna do your rewrite like oh which topics would you have focused on but you pretty much like illustrated it it's interesting cuz i feel like we both probably find like the evolutionary part a little more interesting than like the yeah the sex and pleasure part um and like we all totally ignored like the commentary on performance art too which i'm like
0: um, uh, i totally forgot about yeah that. exactly <laughs>
1: <laughs> like it, it just like goes to show like that's not like our interest but there's definitely a move like a storyline that focuses on the just that that could have been good too you know like yeah, like, this whole... that whole, The entire movie could have been about performance art, and I still would have been... If it was good, I would have been like, wow, yeah, that's interesting. Like, that... that What a revolu- revolutionary thought and idea <laughs> into the heart of darkness yes. or whatever. But yeah, like, I, I, I liked especially, like, that scene where you're like, yeah, literally guts spilling out, someone's trying to escape, like, people holding... Agents holding, you know... Suspicious people hostage and cutting them open to see whether or not they're like human or not human or whatever That's that's definitely like a scene. I could see being like really like scary and like horrific
0: yeah, like you said, like we there's a whole there's a dude that grows organs. Like that's so fascinating already. Like I feel like that's so interesting as regards like the technicalities of it and how that affects the movie and the world and everything like that. Like there are so many things that could have been used in this film to sort of expand on its theme or its topic or whatever um to sort of convey its main message. And I think that's something that like I don't know. It's a, it's something that they could have like capitalized on. And, and speaking of the message Carmela since we've been you know back and forth talking kind of shitting on the movie honestly but talking about like (laughs) how certain pathways had investments and no investments and how we have you know the ending of him crying in your opinion Carmela what do you think the movie's main message was?
1: (sighs) Okay so (laughs) I think the movie was mainly about the environment (laughs) And in in the way that it's like, oh, people like Cronenberg's imagining a future where humans are going to evolve to be able to consume their own waste, which is great, which is very cool. Like, that's a cool idea. Like, he basically is imagining a world where we save ourselves because we're evolving into like, you know, what we basically created for ourselves. And... Yeah, like, that's a fucking interesting idea, and in between that, he also wanted to talk about how people's bodies are changing and what that might entail in terms of pleasure and pain, and I think he went a little too far (laughs) in that direction that his overall message was a little lost. And. It was weird, because I thought I had the rug swept, like, pulled right beneath me when that switch-up happened, and I was like, what? (laughs) Like, this is about the environment? Like, hello? (laughs) What movie (laughs) am I watching? And, yeah, I think he ultimately, like, ultimately, I do think it was about the environment. Like, it it was clear to me, because it, like, opened with that, and it, like, bookended with that, and then in between was, like, this mini commentary about sex and pleasure and performance art. And I was like, okay. He he wanted he wanted his cake and he wanted to eat it too, but he like he had too much of it. And he just like <laughs> did not know It wasn't to made stop. out of plastic. He couldn't eat it. It wasn't purple. It um, wasn't a purple candy bar. I love that he imagines this world where we evolve into people who are able to like basically save ourselves save the world and save our fuck ups honestly very optimistic of him very like idealistic and i'm like wow imagine that and i'm like it's not gonna happen but maybe like who knows
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah i don't know who knows <laughs> who knows we, yeah we right. might involve evolve from our microplastics that we're eating every day and, and consuming that's um, true <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think you make a good point because i think The idea of consuming our waste was definitely something like perked my ears up, like, oh, okay, you're trying to envision this life that we could, you know, consume our own waste, consume our own plastics that are killing the earth, you know, turtles and all that. Um, that's very fascinating. And and even Sophia too, like, was kinda intrigued by that. But then again, like it was not flushed out whatsoever. Like it was mentioned once and then like kinda thrown away. As regards of the main message, I think you're pretty much on the nose. I think A lot of it has to do with like the environment and how we consume our plastics or dispose of our plastics in that way. How are people going to react to something that will change our carbon footprint in that matter? Especially because like yeah you like you're right it did start off with that then end with that and that's sort of like where that vehicle kind of goes into. And obviously too like we there's a lot of other messages that he's trying to say especially just because the amount of other topics and, and themes he wanted to accomplish here there's obviously a lot more than that and like i totally agree with you too but i also feel like there's definitely uh some sort of commentary on like obviously the art i feel like united states and a, a lot of the world's fascination and obsession with plastic surgery i think that's something that really like i felt was hammered into this film just because like if we look around, especially in the film, like you have like Leah Sado like cutting her forehead and making these weird bulbous like things of it. The fact that they made this whole thing like a performance art, like to show to the public, it sort of replicates the fact that how a lot of the the celebrities and people that do plastic surgery now sort of like kind of show it to the public and it's kind of meant to like affect their public perception and how they look and how people may perceive them as. And I'm I'm not knocking plastic surgery whatsoever. it's your body, your choice, whatever you want to do with it obviously like i don't I don't really care honestly, <laughs> but I just think like um, in a sense of like this movie in the sense of like altering your bodies to this crazy extent, that's sort of where it's reflected in you know in today's society and how we look at plastic surgery, our appearance, and how we sort of like perform with our bodies in that sense like the, like with the ear thing, I feel like there are a lot of people too that like do the extreme plastic surgeries to show apart to sort of like be someone they're not like i feel like there was a guy that like had plastic surgery to make him look like justin bieber or something like that i believe he also like passed away recently which is kind of crazy and then you have like even like someone like kanye's mom who was sort of addicted to not addicted but sort of like was really into plastic surgery and that's ultimately how she died and those sort of cases as well like that it's sort of this weird like idea of pushing the boundaries of what our bodies can do how our bodies can look and how as uh, human beings how our bodies can serve us as regards to, like how the public may perceives us our public image and stuff like that especially because like the whole idea of this film was like surgery is the new sex or like surgery is like this new in thing because they can't feel pain like i kind of feel like that's sort of where you know that sort of theme and message is kind of going with i don't know how do you feel about that how do you feel about the idea of connecting the ideas of plastic surgery and this film
1: no yeah i totally agree like there's definitely something bigger here about like plastic surgery and like i think overall like vanity and like it was interesting because the way they depicted surgery in this movie wasn't about the way you looked it was about what was inside of you and what you felt
0: which is Your like the inner a, beauty. The
1: inner beauty. <laughs> yeah. And like which is the complete opposite of what it is today. Like people don't have plastic surgery so that they can feel it. They have it so that they can look the way they want to. But in this film, like they had surgery so that they could feel something, that they could like perform. They could perform this like, you know, very pleasurable act, like this new sex, quote unquote. And like Vigo Mortensen was like you know, the super hot guy to freaking Kristen Stewart because he's able to, like, grow organs, and she's like, yeah, I want to cut you up. I want you to cut me, too, like, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Like... (laughs) It's, like, it's very interesting that he, Cronenberg, like, kind of flipped it that sort of, um, the way we see surgery today on its head and, like, made it basically, like, he, like, turned it inside out, like, literally. Like you said, like, the inner beauty. So, yeah, like, I think there was something, like, really interesting and, like, much deeper there, too, and, like, try, I'm, I'm like, trying to make a connection between that and the environmental message where I'm like, okay, so, like, if beauty is what's inside of you and you're turning into <laughs> plastic-eating people, does that mean, like, we're supposed to, like, view, our, view this, like, version of ourselves as, like, you know, ideal and beautiful? Like, this plastic-eating, like version of humans in the future i'm like i don't know maybe <laughs> like it's weird i i don't even know if there's a connection there but what do you think about that
0: <laughs> <laughs> i think that's so funny i don't know like david cronenberg has a way with words <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The fact that you try to, like, marry the idea of plastic surgery and eating plastic. Whoa, two meetings in one. Um, It's just, I don't know. It Like, again, I think it's something that, like, we sort of, like, are confused about. Because even regardless of, like, what I may have gotten from the movie, what you may have gotten from the movie, what uh, what other audiences have gotten from the movie, it's still very... (laughs) not flushed out. It's very confusing because there's so many messages here that, like, we can expand on and, and sort of talk about and be like, oh, that could be what the movie meant. That's what David Cronenberg meant, like, eating plastic, plastic surgery, eating ourselves. <laughs> like, it's like this crazy, like, rabbit hole trying to figure out, like, what this movie actually meant just because, like, we had so many plots and so many pathways that could have taken it. And I know we, we sort of shitted on this movie a lot or sort of, like, <laughs> criticized it to that extent, but... I, I think, I don't know, there's a lot of potential with this, especially being David Cronenberg and not even the fact, like, I didn't even, like, not, I didn't not enjoy it. I, like, it was fine. It was a movie, and, like, like I think it was entertaining at some points. But I think the reason why we're kind of, like, <laughs> constantly kind of shitting on it is because we wanted to see more. We, 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 ha- we could see the potential in this film and even in the many plot points that could have made this movie really great. And I think especially when it comes to these sort of, like, higher art house almost potentious films that that come out there's a lot of potential that like could be lost or could be honed in and i think that's where we sort of get like hurt like not hurt but like <laughs> we sort of get offended by the fact that like this movie could have been better this movie could have like if they changed just like one thing it could have been this crazy movie that we would have loved but of course all movies aren't like that and if any of you liked it that's perfectly fine too like if you had some sort of connection with it and sort of message that you more or less like related to that's perfectly fine and we're just on a different we're on a different atmosphere from you from you that may have liked it but with that that has been our episode on crimes of the future my name is josh Andicho, and you can follow me on instagram at the space and i'm carmel and you can follow me at Catmella. O. And you can follow Watch With Sound on Instagram, Twitter, and, and all those social medias, at Watch With Sound. And you could also listen, listen to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, and Anchor. And if any of those apps have the option to like, comment, subscribe, especially on social media platforms, any of that would help us out a lot, especially with the algorithm. And for the people that do that already, we see you, thank you, and we appreciate it so much. We also have a program on AnchorCard Listener Supporter, which lets you subscribe any dollar amount. Only if you're able to, that would help us a lot as well. But with that, this has been our episode. Thank you for listening, everybody, and keep on watching for Plastic. Whether it's in you or outside (laughs) of you. Okay, all right. Okay, okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs)